Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and what a joy to spend 12-31-21 with you the very last day of this year. I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that you're listening. I hope that this conversation today is one that helps you look back at 2021 in different eyes and look forward to 2022 in a different way as well. My guest today, Emily P. Freeman, is one of my favorite podcast hosts to listen to, and she has a guided journal that came out in 2021. It's a decision-making companion. It's called The Next Right Thing Guided Journal. And I started this, I picked this guided journal up at the beginning of December and started it. And as I got into it, I thought, you know what? I would love to talk to Emily about this journal and what better day than the end of the year looking forward to the next year. And so today we talk a lot about why we should look forward, why we should look backwards, what it looks like to make lists of our everyday things that we do in our life. And I only cried a few times when we talked about our kids a little bit, but this conversation is one that I think is going to be really encouraging for you. And we're not talking about the major decisions of do I want to move or do I want to marry this person? While those are major decisions that this journal can help you with, we're also talking about the everyday things that kind of add up to these big decisions. And so I think you're going to love this. I want to remind you that we are still working together with you, the listener, to get children sponsored through Compassion International in the Dominican Republic. Most of the families of these children are living on less than $2 a day. And oftentimes that leads people to have to make desperate decisions. You know, it's no surprise that children who are living in poverty, they're vulnerable to trafficking, to being sold into slavery or forced labor or being orphaned by poverty. They're living in an endless, ruthless generational cycle without intervention. And listen, Compassion International wants to partner with you and say, we're going to step in and we're going to put a stop to this. So for $38 a month, the children that you sponsor receive necessities that often many of us take for granted, like access to education, proper medical care, nutrition and clean water. They also get a gospel-centered discipleship program. And as I've said over and over, one of my favorite things about Compassion International is that they work through the local church in their community. So your sponsorship of $38 a month means that your sponsored child isn't orphaned by poverty, sold into slavery, or trafficked. You guys, right now, currently in the Dominican Republic, there are hundreds of children who have been waiting for over 12 months to receive a sponsor. We would love to see that number go down and down and down. And together, we can do this. My family recently sponsored a child in the DR, and I would love to invite you to do that as well. Go to compassion.com slash Ivy. Right there, you can see some of the children that are waiting for sponsors. You can pray about it. You can read about Compassion International, but we would love it if you would consider sponsoring a child. Anyone that uses that link, compassion.com slash Ivy for a limited time right now is going to receive a thank you gift from us. You're going to receive a wallet from Able. Now you've heard me talk about Able on the show before. We had their founder on in the end of November. We're going to send you a wallet, a leather wallet from Able as a thank you. And then something that's really fun is we're going to send a copy of my newest book that's just for kids called God Made You to Be You to the child that you sponsor in the DR. 
Again, that link is compassion.com slash Ivy. All right, friends, my friend, Emily P. Freeman is here to help us all work through those decisions that we have in life as we talk about her guided journal called The Next Right Thing. Emily, welcome back to the happy hour. Hey, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Well, it's always a joy when I get to have you on the show. You've been on a handful of times before, and now you are on the very last day of 2021. We're doing it. We we may, as of today, as of the time we're recording this, (laughs) we have made it to the end of 2021. (laughs) That's right. We made it. I feel like that for the last two years, we get to the end of the year, you know, 2020 and then 2021, and we just go, like we just kind of breathe outwardly, like we made it. But you know, For you, I want to know when you look back on a year, are you the person who spends more time looking back on 2021 or are you the person that spends more time looking forward to 2022? Oh, that is a fantastic question. I'll tell you what, I am probably by nature more of a look backer than a look forwarder, which I have talked to friends of mine who are like, that is the worst thing ever. Why would you look back? There's nothing you can do to change it. But see, I think that's the misconception. I think a lot of people are in a way hesitant or afraid to look back because they're purpose for looking back is different from mine. So some people think, well, why are you looking back? There's nothing you can do to make it different, but I'm not looking back to change something. I'm looking back to learn, Mm. to take notes, to be a kind friend to myself so that when I turn around and look forward, I can do it with more intention and with more purpose. Now, do I always do that perfectly or well, or does it turn out? No, but it is a great practice for me. And it's something that I also just really enjoy. So yeah, I'm probably more of a look backer, not exclusively, but I do probably tend toward that a little bit more naturally. You know, I am a six on the Enneagram. And one of the things that I've heard about sixes is that we have a hard time remembering our successes. And so as we're looking forward to maybe trying something new or starting a new hobby or doing a new business adventure, we can think, and even if it's something we've done in the past, we forget the successes. And so we walk into it so fearful. And so what you're saying is let's look back and not find all the ways we screwed up, but looking back at the successes. What a novel idea. It's funny because this idea of looking back, you and I both have seniors this year. You have two girls who will be graduating. I have a son who'll be graduating. And I don't know like you, I don't know if you're like this, but sometimes in the middle of parenting, I sometimes think, man, I've done a terrible job. I literally have never done anything fun with these children. Like they have, we've had no <laughs> meaningful conversations. We've had I've no meaningful conversations. They don't know how to make any food. They don't know how to balance anything. What have I done? I failed. I failed. And then the other day, Caden was over with his girlfriend and we were watching these like old home videos. Like I'm saying my age here, right? Like we used to actually put something in these here. It's just on my computer. We're going through photos. And we found one of, I used to do these theme nights with the kids and we had like a Hawaiian night. And I remember sitting there, Emily, and going, you know what? I'm a good mom. I did a Hawaiian theme night. I did a Hawaiian. (laughs) I pulled out Lay's. We had pineapple. (laughs) We had special drinks, (laughs) but it's got me thinking about looking back and it is really helpful, which I want to talk to you today about something that we didn't talk about last time you were on here, but you have something called a guided journal, which I want you to explain that to the listeners as well, but it's a decision-making companion, the next right thing guided journal. And full disclosure, I told you this, but I'll tell the listener, I just started in December with this. And so I'm in my very first month of going through this. I'm super excited, but I will say I'm also a little nervous and a little apprehensive and like, am I doing this the right way? So go back and take me back to where did this guided journal come from and what's the purpose of it? Well, first of all, let me just say you are not alone in that anxiety or that little nervousness of 
when you get a new tool or new resource, there's always that feeling like I want to use this well and I want to do it right. And I think the same can be true when it comes to the decisions that we're making in our lives is that we approach our decisions or any discernment that we need to have, whether it be big, like about being a parent, big umbrella decisions, right? Or if it's like literally a particular decision that we have to make. And so I wrote the Next Right Thing book in 2019, it came out. And at the end of every chapter, there's questions for reflection, some prayers for decision-making. But what I learned over time was that readers would say to me, and also I wanted this for myself, that like, oh, I wish there was space to write in the book, to write down some of my answers to these questions. Another thing is, throughout the book, as we do, I just shared some of the different list making practices that I have when it comes to decision making. One of them is not a pro con list. That is not something that I really practice anymore. Although in a moment of sheer panic, I have been known to draw a line down the middle of a page and why don't you do pros pros and cons? Why don't you do it? I'll tell you, Jamie, I, I used to, and I think it can give us, you know, I joke about it. It can give us some preliminary information, right? It can kind of tell us where we're at right now, but a pro con list really implies just by the nature of it, like we're going to put these in one column and, you know, the pluses in one column, the minuses in the other. And it just kind of assumes that every item on the list weighs the same amount. When in fact, we know that's not true, that you can't really go by more pluses. If there's more pluses and less minuses, then let's do it. It's just not the way of life. And we all know that. We know that because we're grownups and we've made decisions before, but I think it does make decision-making a little bit too black and white. And we all know that Mm -hmm. there's so much complexity and nuance in decision-making. And it also makes it seem like there is one right way. And I just, don't think that's true. And so I do though, I will say I do make a lot of lists, but they're more lists of reflection or paying attention to what's life giving and what's life draining in my life right now, or paying attention to the questions that I'm asking myself on a weekly basis, because every decision begins as a question. And if you think about it, if you can't really put your decision in a question then, or even in one sentence, then you're probably not ready to make that decision. How many times have I been like, I just have to make this decision. I have to decide. And someone's like, okay, well, what's the issue? And I can't quite find a way to say it in English. I don't know if you can relate. And then I realized you want to take an action. And I think sometimes we force a decision too soon because we're so anxious of holding the tension of an unmade decision that we would rather make a split decision or a quick decision or even risk making the wrong decision just for the sake of getting it off our plate, getting it off our back. We don't like that discomfort. And so the journal really came about, number one, because there were a lot of lists and encouragement to think through some intentional questions in the book and there was no place to compile all of that. And the other one is is when I really sat down and thought about it, Jamie, like I have been making some particular lists and in practices of kind of just my own reflection and my own blank journals for many, many years. And so this is really the journal that compiles all the things that I just personally have done just all in one place. So that's kind of how it came about. And just, you mentioned asking, well, what is a guided journal? And some people are like, I'm not a journaler. I shall not be doing that. And listen, total respect. I will say it is a, it's like a journal for those who want to write just a few times a week and want to do so minimally. Let me say it that way. So that's the guided part, which I think is really helpful. I think it is helpful. I would fall into that. I'm not a journaler category. And it's something all the time that I wish I was like, you know, you could say like, I wish I was a journaler because I believe in the benefits. I just don't enjoy it. I sit down and I'm like, am I supposed to start this with like 
dear God or dear diary. <laughs> exactly. It's me, Margaret. <laughs> or like today I did that. I just, I get so lost. And so literally I've had this product of yours, this guided journal for a while. And I was looking forward to 2022. I've been doing a lot of looking forward. It's like, what do I want? The questions I'm starting with questions and I'm literally looking at my calendar going, what do I want to do next year? Like there are obviously things I do. I'm a, I'm a podcaster, I'm a writer, mom, wife, all those things aren't changing. There's just been some questions as to what is that look like? And so I got your journal and I started December 1st. <laughs> and so I am in it. It's in my book that I take everywhere with me. I want to ask you about a couple of aspects of the journal because I think it's important to think through these things. One of the things that was really intriguing to me was the section about these are the days. And you know, I told that funny story earlier about seeing that video of me putting on the luau night. And I thought to myself, I needed to remember that in this moment of like, I'm about to send a kid off to college. Did I do anything fun with him? I'm like, oh yeah, we did a luau night, you know? But in the, these are the days moment, the first entry I wrote down was just this amazing night at our house where like, you're in the same stage I am where every kid was home, every kid was happy. We ate dinner and we ended up in the living room on a school night, all talking happily until midnight. And that's not norm because everyone has jobs and football and lacrosse and all the things and the whole happy thing too. Like everyone was in a good mood. And I wrote that down in my journal. And to me, I thought, I don't want to forget that. And so is that what you're pushing people towards is like these everyday moments? Because A, is that what you're pushing us towards? And B, what does that do for us to remember it? That is exactly what I imagine that you would write down. And the beauty of the, these are the days list is that I don't give you very much room to write. It's like, I don't know, eight lines. Mm -hmm. I use bullet points for mine. And the idea is not to write full sentences or a novel or to narrate your week because the truth is nobody would do it. A select few might do it, but most of us wouldn't. We don't have time, Janie. We don't have time. Right. But we still want to mark our days and we still want to pay attention to what are these days made of. And I think for me, the practice is really, let me pay attention to my right now life because it's so regular today, but it will not be like this forever. And we tend to mark the beginnings of things a lot of times, but we often let the endings pass unnoticed. So you don't know when the last time will be that all your kids live in the house. You know, there's things that like you took your kid to lacrosse practice for the last time and you may have marked it or you may not have, but then they get their license and they drive themselves and off you go. But it's those moments, like these are the days of lacrosse practice, of eating cookout late at night. These are the days of watching parenthood with our 15 year old. You know, these are the days of his learning Blackbird on the guitar. Those are our normal, regular days and they feel almost too regular to write down. But let me tell you what, two years from now, when I open up that journal, the days will be very different. And I will be so grateful that I wrote down those bullet points because this is the stuff of our lives. Emily, I'm crying over <laughs> You got me crying because it is so true. And I think any person that's listening is probably in some type of milestone moment, whether that is you're graduating from college next year, or you feel like you're moving to another state or your kid's going to kindergarten or in our position, our kid's going to college. And you're so right. These days, I don't remember. I don't remember what I was doing. Caden was a freshman. And now he's a senior, you know? And so I do see the value in what you're asking people to do because the ability to look back on that and remember yeah. the joy in mm -hmm. the season when we all watch Lost together, you know, that's like important. Yes. And I want to say, I'm so glad that you shared, and I know we joked about it, about the luau and I am a good mom. I hosted a luau for my kids, but that actually <laughs> is key is because in those moments of future 
our future selves, when we will doubt, when we will question whether or not, did I really enjoy my life? Did I really teach my kids anything? It happens in those moments that we tend to forget because we do it along the way. And so this is a way of recording our along the ways because we tend to like, we take pictures at Christmas, we take pictures on vacation, we take, you know, we have memories of those milestone times, but all the other stuff kind of gets lost in the gray and it's just the day in and day out of regular string of Tuesdays. And so I love that you shared that story because I think that is a gift to your future self that you documented these little moments of fun and celebration that you did with the kids. And it still would have been true whether or not you documented it, but wow, what a gift that you can read it and remember it and celebrate it and be grateful. You know, I think I've said before this practice that you're bringing us into, which is so helpful, is good for anybody, any age, any stage, whatever. You and I having this conversation is making me go like, man, this would have been really great if I would have been doing this like all these 18 years, you know? We can't look back at negative things, but it is like we can go forward with this and how important this is to us. You know, you have obviously in here a gratitude list. Absolutely. I think it's so important. But one thing that you already mentioned is you said every decision starts with a question. And I think that was a new thing for me to even think through when I read your book, when it came out in 2019. And then even right now is thinking through this with this guided journal is writing down our questions is more difficult than I imagined it to be. And I don't know if you can tell me if you have found that true for yourself and other people who you've heard about. Why is that? Why is it difficult for me to sit down and be like, what are my questions that I'm having this month? Well, even just using, let's just use you and your life as a podcaster and your business as an example. So you're looking into 2022, you're thinking about your work and you know, because you're a business person and you're an entrepreneur, you know, like there are some things that I might want to change going into the new year, some things we want to try or some things we want to launch or implement or do or people we want to hire. But I think what we tend to do is that's all in one big bucket and it's hard to move forward with a bucket. (laughs) And so what I think it's helpful is to tease out, okay, but what is it Mm. about my business that I feel like I need to make a decision in, you know, and it could be like, well... Do we want, you know, I have to make stuff up, Jamie, because I don't really know what you're thinking about, but like, well, okay, we think about equipment. Do we want blue microphones or pink microphones? And asking that question, now you have a decision to make. Okay, now we got to decide which mics we're going to buy. Don't you love my examples? I know that that's a really pressing decision for you and your business. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. But I just think that that sounds kind of simple, but I do think that just finding the question that we're actually asking can help us begin to make some traction towards actually moving things forward in whatever decision that we're wanting to make. So often for me, Mm -hmm. I think I have the idea of the fact that I need to make decisions, but actually sometimes it turns out that I need to grieve something or I need to rest or I need to play. And it feels like I have all these things and it feels so overwhelming, but they're not all decisions that we have to make, or they might not be all decisions that we have to make right now. Explain what you mean by that. Like, that's interesting when you say you have these questions and then you realize I don't need to make a decision. I need to grieve. I need to rest. I need to play. Like, how do you go from like, oh, I thought this was a question that needed a decision to be made for it to like, oh, I'm grieving the loss of something or I need to rest. Is that the arrows? I think that's the arrows. And I'll say, okay, explain it. That's one of the things about kind of giving yourself a process that you go through every month of the same things that you're paying attention to. So even the, these are the days list, that's not just an arbitrary, like, and I'm going to 
think about these wonderful things in my life. It's actually a practice. It's a rhythm of life of paying attention to my right now life, because chances are you're going to write down the things that are important to you that are happening day to day. And what that does is for your future decision-making self, it helps you know, here's what I value. Here's what I love. Here's what's happening in my life now. And so that becomes a foundation for kind of how we move through our days. But when it comes to defining or discerning, okay, but I have some decisions I need to make about my vocation or about kids or about, you know, where I'm going to live or what I'm going to do. Those I think are oftentimes we think it's, I am here at point A and I need to get to point B, my decision. And so we often are like, I'll make a pro con list. I'm going to talk to everyone I know. I'm going to figure out what to do so that I can go from A Mm -hmm. to B. But in fact, if you really trace most of your decisions, they are probably, you're going from point A to point M O W because there are so many points along the way oftentimes in decision-making that we don't mark and we don't let count. So for example, if I have a decision to make, chances are, like I said, I'm not going to make it today, this minute, unless it's something that I have to make today, this minute. Usually we have, maybe it's something that's a longer term mm. decision. Like for example, we're talking about our kids and going to school and like, you know, applying for colleges. That's been long-term, long conversations over months of decisions. And it wasn't all made in one day. But what we do do in one day is we do pay attention to, well, first I'm going to look at some websites mm-hmm. of different schools. Okay. You just made a decision. That's point B. Next, I'm going to maybe schedule some college tours. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do next. I don't have to make any decisions right now, but I did just make a decision. That's point C. Again, it sounds very simple, but it can be. It's a very next right thing posture. Like, what is my next right thing? I might not know which schools I'm going to apply to yet. I might not know which schools I'm going to get into yet, but I can know what is just my next right thing. And those next right things are small arrows to answers to the question that you're asking. So where am I going to go to college becomes, well, what's my next right thing? I'm going to do a little research. I'm going to talk to this person. I'm going to wait. Maybe I'm going to pray. Maybe I'm going to visit some schools. All those things are arrows. And I'm using that as a simple example, but I think we can apply it to a lot of things. Very rarely do we have a decision to make and we need to have an answer right away. And so in my mind, I often think of it as it is Q&A, but instead of questions and answers, it's questions and arrows. And so I think it's a really helpful practice at the end of a month, beginning of a month, I'm writing down or throughout the month, I'm writing down what questions am I carrying right now in my life? And it can be big or little. And then as the month goes by, or maybe just at the end of the month, I'll write down, okay, what are some arrows that I'm noticing that can lead me either to a decision or just to my next right thing? If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. 
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This is so good. One of the things like we can use this as an example to one of the things I'm looking at in my journal is not even work related, but even just like discipleship. I'm like, okay, what does it look like? In 2022, one of the things I want to do is like pour into a person, some people, whatever like that through for like, just like a, a mentor, you know, big sister, talk about Jesus, that type of stuff. And so that's one of the things that I'm asking myself questions about that and really looking for those arrows to take me to the answers. So that's my real life thing. I'm working through right now in my journal, which I think is so interesting talking to you about it. Another thing that is something that I do not do, and when I do this in this journal at the end of this month, it'll be the first time I've ever done this, okay, is to literally sit down and think, I mean, not that I've never done this, but like a practice of looking back on the month of December and saying, what gave me energy and what was life draining and what was life giving? Granted, we do that sometimes. I'm like, oh, that was fun or whatever. But to actually sit down and think about things, that I think is also what I'm nervous about as well. Because I'm like, what if something's life draining that like I have to do? It's not a choice. <laughs> like, I literally have to do this. It doesn't get to go away. I'm kind of afraid to acknowledge that. So that part of the looking back, what is that supposed to help me with January? When I do this at the end of this month, Emily, what am I going to get out of this as I move forward to the next month? (laughs) I can't wait till you make your listing. (laughs) I know. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because the truth is we are grownups and there are going to be a lot of things on our life draining list that we cannot get rid of. But the purpose of the, the life energy list listing out what's draining my life and what's giving me life is not to eliminate everything on the draining list and to only do the things that are life-giving. It's just to, Wouldn't it's that be to fun? You, <laughs> it's to give you information. It's to help you make a more informed decision. Because the truth is, though you can't eliminate everything on your life draining list, I'll bet you money that there are going to be some things that you can eliminate or some things that you can tweak. But you might not think top of mind to do those because you just go through life and you just keep doing them the same old way. But upon reflection, if you're doing this practicing here at the end of December, and then if you do it again at the end of January and February, and the same things keep coming up on your list that are life draining, that's when it might start to be helpful for you because you might realize like, okay, wait a minute, this keeps coming up. It's draining me of life every single month. Let's take a second look at it. Is there something I can tweak? Is there something that I can keep from this? Is there a part of this that's life giving, but I just don't like this other part of it? And is there anything I can do to change it? Now, again, the answer might be no, but if the answer is no, and you still have to do it, man, that can give you a lot of confidence moving forward because you've evaluated it, you've looked at it and you've decided as a grown up, you know what, this is something I need to do to be a responsible human in the world. I don't love it, but I'm going to pay attention to my life giving list so I can begin to incorporate more of those things in my life because there are just some of these things I can't 
get rid of or undo. So that's where for me, it's been really helpful. Is it just, it's so that there's not hidden things that I'm like angry or frustrated about, but I don't know why. Instead, it's like, you know what? I know this is my, this is Thursdays. It's my long meeting days and it drains the ever living life out of me, but it's Thursday. And that's just, I've already evaluated that there's nothing I can do, but Friday afternoons I take off and that's life giving. And so it's sort of, you get to make those kind of trade-off decisions. I like that. A couple of years ago, around the time Lisa Turkers released The Best Yes, as when I remember there was this one year that I sat down at the end of the year. I don't know when I did. It doesn't matter. And I wrote, what are the yeses? Like, this is a yes. And then what are the no's? And I was remembering that when you were talking about it and thinking how helpful a, you know, a couple of months under my belt of this life-giving, life-draining would have helped me make that list with a more whole picture, if that makes sense. Because that's what it's doing. It's saying, okay, like, as you look back on this from this month, when a new opportunity comes or when something comes around, was that life-giving or was that life-draining? And, you know, I can use an example, I think right here for December of 2021, I was originally supposed to be on a trip that was out of the country. And had I been doing your book in November, draining would have been me thinking about leaving the country in December. What that has done for me, even beside your book, is I have looked back and realized how much that drained me was like, you know what? I want to remember that, that I don't want to say yes to a long trip in December next year. And so that's kind of that example of like, let me remember this so that when I'm making my next decisions, okay, I'm doing it right. I'm doing it right. You're doing it right. Amen. Well to the done. That's how I made the decision to not travel in December because I traveled in December a lot and finally reflected on it and hated it (laughs) and then decided, hey, I'm going to make a personal rule for myself that Emily P. Freeman is not traveling to speak or work in December. And I have never looked back and I'm so grateful for that practice. This is not a sexy practice, Jamie Ivey. Like the idea of just month after month doing some reflection, small incremental steps, but it can be a foundational practice and it can begin to really slowly turn the ship toward living a way that is generative and that is more wholly connected to how you're uniquely made in the world. So good. Can I just ask when you're going to have one of these for like young adults, like specifically, like, are you going to write this for like college? kids? Is this in your radar? This is not, this is 0% in my radar. Well, I'm just telling you, you (laughs) need need to put it in your radar. (laughs) I'm like, let me ask you this. Let me ask you a question. Okay. How would you change it if it were for young adults? I will give you a fuller answer after I've done it for a couple of months, but right off the top of my head, after being in it for literally four times. Okay. So the four times I've sat down to work on this and this was, we're recording this December 16th. So that's not too bad, right? For a young adult, they would add something about friendships. Yeah. That's good. I think that would be something that I would add. I'm just thinking my particular kids right now. Mm-hmm. I would add something for like that life draining and life giving. Like I think sometimes kids get stuck in extracurricular stuff, you know? And so maybe just expand on that for them a little bit. Those are the two yeah. things that come to the top of my head would be how are you spending your time? Mm-hmm. You know, because man, my kids are doing a lot and they're tired and do they love it? You know, I'm constantly asking them, do you still love That's this good. sport? Because you don't have to keep doing this if you don't love it. I mean, you got to finish out the season, you know, but still love this. Yes. Because sometimes it comes around to the next year and they're like, I did it last year. I guess I'll just do it again. Yes. And so that's hard for kids. So something to help them with that. So there you go. There's my two cents. Right. (laughs) I'm going to give you more work. I'm going to give you more work to do. That's good. Okay. The last thing I want to ask you, I feel like I literally, you guys just got my own personal call with Emily P. Freeman before I start my journal. Like I'm like asking you all the questions, but this is great because I hope other people are planning on doing this in January. One of the things that I did not expect to enjoy the most when I opened up my guided journal was you do it in seasons. Okay. Which for me was new. It's not new personally because it is new personally. It's not new with business. We work in quarters around here, like I'm sure most people do. And so that wasn't new, but to think about my life as a three month thing was a little bit new. 
But when I sat down with the pages where that's look ahead list for an entire season, so I'm looking ahead for three months, it was so good for me because I thought, oh, you know what? I do need to start thinking about my son's like 18th birthday that's in a couple months because I don't want that to come up on me. And like, you know, where did this come from? But so that look ahead list, I guess my question is like this. Why did you see the value in having us look ahead for an entire season versus look ahead for a month? And maybe that's just what you like. I don't know. That's a great question. Well, I'll tell you, it starts in business is that we look ahead in our work 90 days time. And I found it to be so helpful. Decisions we make at the beginning of a quarter impact what happens at the end of the quarter or three months later. And I have found the same to be true in our lives. You know, if you think about the way that the seasons operate in the world, it's a cycle. It's very, it's not one day and everything changes. You know, it's not black and white, but when you look at the whole year, there's four seasons, you know, in areas of the world where you live, where it's seasonal, but you know, but we have it, we have summer, spring, fall, and Mm -hmm. winter. And so there must be an interesting reason for that, that, you know, plants and animals and things that there is a cycle that we cycle through. And the same is true for us. We do it in business, but it's, there's a reason, you know, there's a reason to reflect that way. So I found that sometimes I think there are some things that looking ahead that a month feels like to do it every month feels a bit much. (laughs) I mean, obviously we're going to look at a month time in our calendar, but for me, it's helpful to think in terms of that three months time. And I do want to say, for the purposes of, for example, using this tool, the journal, it is seasonally divided, but it's, you can start in any season. So you don't have to start in January. You also don't have to start at the beginning of a season because guess what? We can divide up our 12 months, however we want to. You can start in April and do three months at a time. You can start in, you know, in August, it doesn't matter. And I've also had some readers write to me or some podcast listeners and say that they have divided up their journal. Like this was the year of the big move. And so they did in seasons of like the first three months in our new house and the next three months or the year that they had a baby and they did it based on when the baby was born. That's when they started it. And so I love that freedom because the seasons aren't filled in for you. You just fill them in yourself. And I think just thinking of our lives seasonally can be helpful that there's, you know, even though we're starting in one place, there's always going to be a change is always going to come. We're always beginning something. We're always in the middle of something and we're always ending something else. And that seasonal reflection kind of, you know, mimics that. So good. You know, like Emily said, she had a book called The Next Right Thing came out in 2019. And then this guided journal came out at the beginning of 21. Am I right? That's right. So a year under your belt with this out in the world, what has been maybe some of your favorite things you've heard from people, or maybe even the most surprising things you've heard from people? I think one surprising thing I've heard from people is how often I hear someone say the journal helped them make, help them actually make a really big decision decision, like quitting a job, moving across the country, drawing a boundary in a relationship. And it's fascinating to me because part of me is like, it really works. (laughs) Like, I don't know why that's surprising. It probably shouldn't be here. I am confessing it. Don't tell my publisher, but you know how sometimes something that works for you personally, you hope you're translating it Mm -hmm. to be able to work for someone else, (laughs) that it's a blank enough slate, but also provides enough boundary. It's like, we need both limits and freedom. Right. And so that's what I try to provide here, but really it's, I shouldn't be surprised because all it is, is creating space Mm -hmm. for you to pay attention to your own life. And I've been writing under the headline, creating space for your soul to breathe so that you can discern your next right thing in love. Not my last right thing, not my next right thing, but your next right thing. And so that's been probably the biggest gift and the biggest surprise is hearing from people who say, I've been using this journal for a year. I've been using this journal for six months. And these practices have helped me see things I didn't see before that were in many cases, right under my nose. So that's been a 
really, that's been a real honor to kind of have a front row seat to that. I think that that's going to be my summary at the end of 12 months is there's no major decision on the line here for me, but there is this like, am I just like taking notice of what's right in front of me right now today? And the answer is no. I mean, I'm a very like fast moving person and let's go to the next one and not wanting to look back and just keep going. And I think it's going to be so helpful for me, not only at work, but as a person, as a friend, as a wife, as a mother, all the things. And so I'm really, I'm excited about doing this journal. It'll be most of 2022 for me since I just started. And so I'll have to let you know how it's going. I'm so excited. You guys, Emily, you also have your podcast, The Next Right Thing, which I have said this to you. I think I've said this to you before. I could listen to your voice. all the time. Like if there was a list of favorite voices to listen to, you're at the very top, Emily P. Freeman. Jamie Ivy, what a lovely very compliment. Top. Very I'm going to put that on my website. I'm going to put that on the front page of my website. My favorite voice to listen to, Jamie Ivy. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at discounttire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. I would love to have you just tell us like, tell us everyone, everyone about Hope Writers. And I don't know if we've ever chatted about that before, but can you give us a little spin on what you guys are doing over there? Absolutely. Well, Hope Writers is an online membership community for writers where we help writers balance both the art of writing, which we all love, with the business of publishing, which sometimes we don't love. And so this is a place for writers who are kind of ready to take themselves and their work seriously in a good way. But we have a lot of beginning writers. A lot of times what we hear from writers is like, I'm going to join Hope Writers one day, one day when I'm ready, when I'm a real writer. And we're like, no, come Uh now. We're here for you. So it really is the kindest and most encouraging place for writers to make progress on the internet. That's what we're all about. We take writers from all stages of the writing life, whether you're just beginning and you've only ever written in your journals, or if you're a multi-published author, we try to find something for everyone. We try to offer something for everyone in terms of training, encouragement, connection, and discovery in your own writing life. And so our core focus is to help writers make progress no matter where you are in that writing path. So that's what we do. Fun question that you asked now, Jamie, we open up just a few times a year. We're opening up in January, towards the end of January, opening our doors for new members. So, you know, check out Hope Writers if you're a writer listening. I'll put a link in the show notes for you guys as well. I'd love for you guys to check that out. Emily, thank you so much for coming on to the happy hour again and chatting. And I think that this conversation is is perfect for the last day of our year of 2021. And because a lot of people, although you are right, you can start this guided journal whenever you want because you're a grown up and you can do whatever you want. But a lot of people will be looking forward in 2022. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Perfect. Perfect. Yay. All right, you guys, I hope that whatever decision you might see coming ahead of you in 2022, that if you would be interested, you could get a copy of Emily P. Freeman's 
decision-making companion, the guided journal, the next right thing. I'm already loving it. And like I told you, I'm about a month into it. You guys also, we talked about Hope Writers and I love the work that Hope Writers is doing. They are really helping writers just take the next step wherever you are in your writing journal. And I know there are a ton of you that listen that have a phenomenal gift of writing and you would like to see what you can do with that. Well, go to jamieivy.com slash Hope Writers um, and check them out. We made an easy link for you to remember jamieivy.com slash hope writers and there's a place where you can sign up to be notified of when they open their classes again so again jamieivy.com slash hope writers one more thing I wanted to tell you that Emily has an episode on her podcast which is called the next right thing that goes through the guided journal so if you get her journal and then you want to hear more than just the conversation we had today you can look up episode 189 on her show and she walks you through how to use it Thanks so much for listening to the Happy Hour Jamie Ivy podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to bring to you, and every opportunity we get to point us all to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is actually the number one way that people find out about our show because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that make us think, make us laugh, and point us to Jesus. Also, come find me on other places around the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm at Jamie Ivy, And we've been having some fun posting videos on YouTube as well. Sometimes you wish you could see the person I'm interviewing. Well, come over and find us there and you can. JamieIvy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour is produced by Lindsay Sweeney. Show notes are written by Abigail Castell. Graphics by Rachel Ray. The show is edited by the team at Podshaper. And I'm your host, Jamie. And I love every single week that I get to be here with you guys. Until next time, have a happy hour with a friend. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.